Hey, Nora. Hey, Sandy. A few weeks ago, we made predictions about the outcome for the Ontario election. Mm-hmm. Your prediction was a liberal minority, right? Yeah. And my prediction was a conservative minority. Would you like to reevaluate our predictions? Should we revisit our predictions? <laughs> because if the polls are to be believed, things, they are a change in. That's a good point. I think, what if we were to have a whole episode that looked at what was going on and then we could give our predictions again? Okay. Okay. Well, can you can, can we tease it? Are you changing yours? I picked, I think, what is the most uh, safe prediction in Ontario politics. Like, where does the equilibrium fall? I've never known you to be a safe I know, person. I know. I was very surprised by the Doug Ford win in the first place. And that I took as a signal as being, okay, I need to be very safe in my predictions about what's going to happen in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That being said, okay. I think... Um, if I were to change my prediction, I I would change it, and I would just stay with minority government of some stripe. Oh no no no! You can't say. Oh, shit. No no, it was just a teaser. You're, I'm just oh. we're just teasing. Like, are, is it going to change or is it not going to change? But that basically says. <laughs> if no it's, no, it doesn't because you could choose a majority for someone. I don't know. Like you could choose all sorts of. There's so many options. Nora. <laughs> Is okay. revolution no an more option? Spoilers. Let's just get into <laughs> <laughs> revolution is always an oh, option. Good. I mean, for me at least. I okay. The teaser. Here's the teaser for me. I will change my prediction. Ooh. But barely. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and you? I'm not into spoilers. I'm not teasing anybody. <laughs> Let's just get into the subject matter of the whole damn thing. So it's not fair. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Ontario election. What's not fair? Life's not fair. Nora. Get it. Get it. Oh, uh, you know what's not fair is that I'm not even enough drunk to have this conversation tonight. <laughs> well, I was trying to make a slurping sound. It didn't. That work. was good. I heard it. I'm. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a lovely bottle of red wine it's not a bottle bottle. i'm not drinking a bottle that's ridiculous i'm drinking a glass anyway let's just talk (laughs) i got mint teas so but i already had a bottle of prosecco okay this is gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) okay the election Mm -hmm. it's very surprising how things are going i think like for me anyway it's uh, very interesting how things are going but also extremely sad at the same time yeah and uh, makes me hate everything. I think, yes, like one hundred percent. All of those things. Will the municipal elections this year be more uh, mature and less embarrassing than the Ontario election? Possibly, possibly. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Obviously not. Not possible. <laughs> no. Municipal politics. <laughs> They, 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 they will always be the younger brother of provincial politics. <laughs> we'll get to talking about municipal politics someday, I'm sure. But uh, for now, okay. All, all I'm trying to say, though, is that there's some really embarrassing things happening in this election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe it's important to back up for folks that aren't following it. And and I have to say, my life has happened has coincided with this election in a situation where I am like not really following it, to be honest. 
just because I've been traveling, my kids had surgery, I am still living under the rock of what happened in April. And so okay. uh, I I could use a bit of a refresher for from someone who's like in the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> oh, are you asking me to do that? No, I meant like in, in general. Maybe this is the point where we're like, hey, we should have some guests. <laughs> we, yeah, because I was about to say, like, I don't know if you want to know about my week, but. <laughs> um, okay, backing up. Uh, what's going on in Ontario? Purported to win was like, you know, everyone thought the shoe in was going to be Doug Ford. The Conservative Party seemed like it was going to be their time. The Liberals have been in power for 15 years. Lots of things have gone wrong during that time. People are feeling pressured in all sorts of ways. And uh, the Liberals put out a budget before the, the government closed down, which is ostensibly their platform, that just really wasn't good enough. And at the same time, you know, there's compounded effects of sexism and homophobia that's also affecting Kathleen Wynne's unpopularity. But also the party is shit. So like, you know, the, the liberals mm-hmm. deserve their unpopularity in this moment because they have broken so many promises over the years and have really furthered the destruction of our public institutions that, you know, this province has seen uh, through the Mike Harris years when the conservatives were in power in the mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. And that just means that, uh, you know, heading into the election, it really seemed like uh, the progressive conservatives uh, were in the best spot to take the cake. And and maybe they were like to an extent, because we have a, an understanding of the progressive conservatives in Ontario as being a, you know, a traditional party, a party that was in power for 65 years. You know, the party that created the college system, that created modern health care, that is stable. And I think that that has not been what this party has been in a long time. Oh, no, they are no longer the progressive conservative party that created the college system. No, it would not happen today. And especially, you know, with the the latest that's happened with respect to Patrick Brown and, uh, you know, uh, being ousted from the party, the former leader and uh, Doug Ford now taking the mantle of the party and that, you know, causing internal party strife uh, from what from what anyone who's watching can tell you know, like, yeah, sure, maybe they were in the best uh, place to take it from from the view of the outside, but from the view on the inside, probably not. Yeah. Yeah, the the fact that they were all, like, rats scurrying from a very weak leader, like, aside from the sexual assault uh, allegations, like, it was he was a very strange pick. And they, they picked their, their fate, really, when they chose Hudak, who was... A maverick, uh, I, one of the youngest MPs elect MPPs elected at the time when he was elected, and had been in the House of, of Oh my God, I've been out of Ontario for too long. He's been in uh, <laughs> in Queens Park for a long time, and he was mm-hmm. he flamed out. It was it was awesome to watch. Oh, yeah. It was excellent to watch. And they never recovered from that 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 streak in the party of what it really is an extreme right. Like the 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 party really has been taken over by an extreme right. That is also not competent, which is quite different than a party under Mike Harris that balanced the extreme right and the progressive conservative values of the traditional of the traditional party. So I, I, you know, I had this mind that was like, well, they can't be 
that fucked and then it was like well of course of course they can't be like look look what's happening mm-hmm. like Pat- patrick brown didn't didn't run out of queen's park chased by reporters at 9 45 <laughs> on like a random night <laughs> because they're Thank confident you for reminding me of that oh <laughs> yeah. god listen to episode 14 yes if you want to hear more about that listen to an earlier episode of sandy and nora uh i don't know what episode it was anyway i don't know i just made that up (laughs) now we're stuck with doug ford brother of the late rob ford who you know espouses a a conservative part politic that many journalists have called, you know, Trumpism. You know, he's just the extreme right. He dances with the, you know, white supremacist right, um, the heinous right, like the super disgusting fascist right. Uh, he has dealings with uh, the rebel. He's like a multimillionaire businessman thanks to inheritance not because he's fucking talented or anything i mean is it ever because they're talented no but sometimes they have their own businesses and at least they had to like do that i mean okay i'm just reminding people that he has a dad that was like yeah gave him everything because i think people forget that his like the fo- the ford's political power comes from their father who was also a, a political that's activist. right that's He's right. from a political dynasty. Um, and so uh, now, you know, like he gets elected, people get nervous. OK, obviously, they're in the best place to win. He is he represents this idea of the extreme right uh, in, in Canada. And then, you know, things just start to fall apart for them and also fall apart for the Liberal Party. And the NDP is running a good campaign right now and is coming up and you know the latest polls in the last few days at the time of this recording have projected a possible NDP majority uh which you know don't bet on that (laughs) fuck polls right like oh that's another spoiler Nora so be careful (laughs) (laughs) but fuck polls but this is a really really interesting time You can take a look at, like, mainstream media to find out, like, everything that's, like, going on with that type of stuff. But I kind of want to focus on all of the embarrassing shit things that are happening. Yeah. Yeah, this is the shit. This is the shit talking episode about the, the election. Yes, we're not. Oh, but before I do do that, I do want to say one thing about the 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 NDP campaign and the fact that it's going so well and something that I think needs to be said. They're running a lot of grassroots activists, people who have been involved in community organizations. And I think that it is not a coincidence that that has happened and people have responded differently to the NDP than they have in a very long time yes. in, in this province. Yes. And I'm really happy to see people you know, that I've worked with on the SRO campaign to get police out of schools, people who have been active in their communities, uh, in community organizing. I'm really happy to see the NDP embrace those people rather than be, you know, keep them at arm's length and be nervous about yeah. them and about uh, the effect they can have on the party. And I think what's happening in the way that people are responding to the NDP is because of that shift, in part because of that shift. And so, you know, do that everywhere. But let's unpack that a little because, it, you know, I fully agree with you. But a lot of these people, I can think of a couple, actually had to fight their way into the nomination. Oh, yeah. 
right? They did not have the establishment support. I can think of two candidates for sure in, in particular, maybe a couple more, although my like intel and gossip levels might be a bit different with other candidates. But we we know that um, that a, a couple of these candidates were, were upsets, like they were the people that fought against and won from the, the establishment. And so it, it's also an important reminder of when you have good candidates, you will have a better campaign, even if the politics don't change all that much. Absolutely. Like the politics in the campaign are good, but they're not radical, right? It's like they're radical compared to the 2014 election where the NDP promised almost mm-hmm. nothing. They, they promised, you know, um, a discount in car, in car insurance that was almost impossible to explain, let alone deliver. And they promised uh, HST off hydro, which is not much of a savings. Like at most, it's, it's 13% mm-hmm. if, you got, if you were eligible for the way that they were going to put the program through. And so by that comparison, the, the platform's very major, you know, dental care and pharma care and all these things. But, you know, from a progressive perspective, it's not mm-hmm. that radical. But the people that are able to propel this thing forward are, are, are obviously the most critical. They're the most critical. Yeah. So kudos yeah. to the folks that, that fought the establishment and won. Kudos to the folks who are mm-hmm. still fighting the establishment. Like, obviously, there's a bit of a truce on. You're not going to fight the, the party when you're in a position like this in an election. Mm-hmm. But I think that this this definitely indicates, you know, this is a party that has been stagnant for years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's fucking great. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, let's shit talk. Let's do some shit talking. Okay. How do we okay. start? Where do we start? There's plenty of places to go here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, my favorite story of the campaign so far is Kinga Sermon. Okay, let's talk about that. So Kinga, she won the nomination uh, and is kind of at ground zero of this whole vote buying stuff uh, that is being alleged of the uh, conservatives. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is also where you have to like really appreciate the liberals. So like the liberals are going down in flames. And they're very good at finding these recordings and releasing the recordings and all this kind of thing. So, like, kudos to the liberals for their dirt digging. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have a machine. The machine's still there uh, to some extent. They've got a machine. Yeah. But so this this story that Ford um, rigged the uh, the nomination for Kinga Sermon, who also apparently is his mistress. Whoa, wait, what? I don't know if I even heard this story. <laughs> I'm going to need you to break this down. Uh, I mean, there's not much like you're talking to someone who's never heard of this. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so this woman, so she's so we're talking about a Mississauga riding. I forget which one, and um, Etobicoke and Center. It was her versus Etobicoke Center. Etobicoke yeah. Center. Okay, and it was her versus uh, you know another candidate, and Ford got caught allegedly paying people twenty dollars oh a vote. God. To just go in and vote for her, like when the four hundred seven data leak came out, I was like, "This is this is high, high comedy. This is just awesome." And for Brampton to be the most important location of the the election to play itself out, like Brampton's really important for a whole bunch of reasons, like you know the Canadian is it? Well, it's got like the Canadian Tire Distribution Center <laughs> and Amazon. And the highest number of workplace deaths. <laughs> I say this as someone who lived in Brampton for too many years. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> well, it's but it's a really interesting place, right? It's got it had the highest number of workplace death convictions of Ontario of 2017. Yeah. Um, it is it is definitely a bedroom community. It's a place where you live and not necessarily work, but of course, a lot of people do mm-hmm. work in Brampton. And mm-hmm. um, and it's what four ridings, and all the parties think that they're going to take Brampton. 
And I just think that that is mm-hmm. really fascinating. But of course, it was there that this 407 data leak has been alleged. And apparently the conservatives got their hands on the data of people with Brampton postal codes who are taking the 407 to then get, this is the story, international students to go and pretend to take out party memberships and stack the nomination meetings to get a Ford candidate elected. And this apparently has happened in 29 ridings. Okay, so now, you know, the the Liberals and the NDP are calling for criminal investigation into this data leak. If it is true, if everything that is being alleged is true, that is like a federal crime. (laughs) Like, it's a pretty big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, this has, you know, it was actually interesting because right away, like when when the news came out immediately, there wasn't much reaction that seems like they were going to be more unpopular because of it. It didn't seem like their ratings were falling, but now they're like in a free fall. People are obviously very frustrated by, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and this isn't the only news of what sounds like a party that's being not only immoral in their platform and like not caring about people in their platform, but they're also just like uh, unethical in the way that they're, well, and potentially criminal in the way that they are engaging in this election. Um, it is, it's it's so wild. Mm-hmm. And then so what does, what does Ford do in response to try to gain back the narrative and be like, we're still good. Uh, he's like, a buck a beer for all. <laughs> Just Now there's like this new promise where there's going to be <laughs> beer in every corner store and it's going to be a dollar each. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, am I on campus? Because it sounds like I'm on campus. I remember yeah. this promise <laughs> from conservatives on campus. I don't understand what is happening. How is that real? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah. Wild. What, at what point were you were you not able to get a buck of beer? Like, that was... Not long ago, they can pay a buck a beer. Good takeaway, Nora. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like Laker, Laker was the, the beer that you paid a buck for. That was their fucking jingle, right on the radio. They were like, "Maker a Laker, it's a buck a beer." Like I don't that know was what the, the fuck fucking, you're talking about. <laughs> like, did the liberals <laughs> change the law to make it illegal to sell Laker and Lucky at a buck a beer? Like that was that was not long ago that that was something you could buy. I've never drank a full glass of beer, so I don't know. this is not interesting to me (laughs) or of any concern it's just an outrageous promise that that means that (laughs) as a response to your party is corrupt is just uh, a flailing pile like i it's it's just yeah it's actually awesome because who gives a fuck about them (laughs) yeah it really is awesome. The The thing that I, I, I actually am a little bit concerned about or what I'm the most concerned about is that if the NDP wins, the question about why they won, did they win because they convinced average Ontarians of their plan and that do they have the the backing of Ontarios to implement a plan or did they win because everything was on fire and they were the last party standing? And, th- and this is where it's going to be very important for the NDP to really get every like they're like everything together they have to get their ducks in a row because the attacks are starting now and we can talk about some of those attacks which are also ridiculous um but things are gonna be very very difficult for the ndp and if they if they win the election like winning a game of musical chairs it will be very difficult for them to implement their their plan 
even if they have a majority government. And I think that there's a lot of lessons that can be learned from the Alberta government where what happens when you become so obsessed with your opposition that you kind of lose sight. And it's quite possible that it's going to be the only the only NDP government of a generation, really, uh, or a mini generation, I guess, you know, because the last time they were elected was the early 90s. And so I'm I, I, I wonder what the conversations are at NDP HQ on how to deal with some of this stuff, because the political theater of it is all wonderful. But, you know, it's one thing to win because you've convinced people that you have the best program. But I don't get the sense that the NDP's momentum is based on their promises there's there's a lot of like we won't lie to you kind of language coming out of the NDP not so much like we're going to transform this province to make life better you know what I mean well interesting uh from where I'm sitting in Toronto like hearing like seeing interacting with canvassers and seeing what's happening I'm not getting that actually I am getting a sense that the and you know, I occasionally hang out with people who aren't political at all or wouldn't describe themselves as political at all. It's it's very rare, but occasionally it happens. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, thankfully, my cousin, who is also my roommate, has zero interest in any sort of politic. But every once in a while is like, you know, we'll say something like, hey, I heard we're going to have like, you know, free pharmacare and dental care. Like that's that's made like that's what he got out of. Um, uh, discussions with canvassers and people around. So I do think that the the messaging around changing the province is is resonating somewhat. You know, it's coming back to me, not just with him, with other people as well. It's coming back to me. Um, mm. But but what I do think is interesting about what you just said and what I would you know uh, you know if 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 there is an NDP majority, I would not wait to implement any of those plans. I would implement them. Oh my God, no! In year one. <laughs> Create yeah. the infrastructure, make it impossible to destroy and get all those big fucking promises in e-fucking-immediately. Yeah. Like, it needs to happen right away. It's the thing that conservatives are really fucking good at and nobody else yeah. is. Like, radically changing institutions so that they're so difficult to change back. That's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the conservatives. Do we have any other shit talking to do about the conservatives? I mean, it is so incredible watching this. Uh, it is. I, I wish I was a journalist covering this on the day to day, like in a way. I'm also super glad I'm not. <laughs> there are no journalists allowed to cover the PCs. Don't you know? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. you know? Haven't you heard? Have. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's another hilarious thing. Yeah, <laughs> about the conservative, the way the conservatives are deciding to run this campaign, they've decided, uh, you know, there's going to be no journalists allowed because they're all like evil or something, and against them, you know, the liberal media, blah blah blah, mm. you know, taking a page out of Trump's book, and so now they they like have their own journalists <laughs> cover them, uh, and then they just post the journalists that they've hired. I, I can't. Should I even call them journalists? I no. should. That's playing into their thing. They they hire they you know they've hired some videographers, writers, or campaigners, videographers. I don't know <laughs> uh, to like follow them and and write great things about them that they put on their own website. So it's like, and they and they put graphics on it to make it look like news. Oh yeah. <laughs> they like put it on YouTube or on Facebook so that hopefully people will share it as, a, as if it's organic news. Yeah. It's so, no, it's the, the so one thing I will say about Ford is I was really uh, impressed, not in a positive way, but in a wow, he's more sophisticated than I thought he was or his campaign is kind of way 
when he like knifed Tanya Allen Granich, I thought that that was like Tanya Granich Allen. Whoa, whatever her name is. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about the woman. Well, yeah, the woman that like basically delivered him the victory, mm-hmm. the leadership victory, because she had something like twenty twenty five hundred votes, and he just edged out um, uh, um, Elliot, mm-hmm. Christine Elliot. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her activism is around making sure that children don't understand what sex is at all, and that they learn it specifically only specifically anal sex. <laughs> anal sex is <laughs> her right. her real concern. That's right. She thinks that the, that, that like, kids are getting anal sex lessons. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you what a shit bag of an election this is. It's just <laughs> so ridiculous. So she, anyway. well, so she wins. Or she, so she, she swings her vote to Ford. Ford wins. She's supposed to run, and then Ford's like, "Nah, nah never mind. Get you're, you're fucking out." <laughs> I was like, "That is hilarious," and that is some really some real politic right there. Which is the the most positive thing I can say about about Doug Ford is using her and then throwing her in the trash bin of life as she should have been there the whole time. But I'm worried that the floor of his support isn't really changing, like that he is still supported by too many people, considering what freefall his campaign is in. Yeah, you know, the politics of the day, including a lot of things that we've talked about previously on this show, allows him to have that floor, that base of support that is just far too large. And and so many of the things that we've talked about previously, including the way that the media covers him, is um, to blame around how that's happening. So, you know, this is all hilarious and stupid, but it's also depressing, (laughs) like extremely terrible that this is like a real threat. Yeah. And then so I guess the only other thing to, to make fun of is Kinga... Surma again um that she that she proudly announces that she's got a public relations degree from Ryerson which isn't a program Ryerson offers I was about to say like I've never seen that they have a public relations degree uh there's a certificate program but like you definitely can't call it a degree it's literally not a degree so anyway so anyway she also has a fucking degree in lying Mm -hmm. Kinga Kinga stop don't do that don't do that we can see through Mm mm-hmm Mm. Okay, let's talk about the liberals. My favorite okay. thing about the liberals right now, my, fa- my favorite thing. Okay. okay. Uh, this might be mean, but I don't care. My oh, favorite great. thing is that, like, all of Yasser Nakfi's, uh, like, oh. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. So, <laughs> the Yasser Nakfi, who is a candidate in Ottawa, is, uh, you know, everything. He's a very popular candidate in Ottawa. He's currently the. What's what's it called? Attorney General in Ontario. Attorney General. <laughs> he he's super popular, and he uh, all of his advertisements uh, like <laughs> insinuate that he's like not super with the party. Like at least be with me, you know. Like don't don't worry about the rest of the Liberal Party or like <laughs> Kathleen Wynne or whatever. Like I'm I'm good. Like he's really trying to distance himself from the Liberal Party, which is yeah. just so indicative of like where the liberal party is at uh, probably indicative of the fact that they should have maybe had a leadership race at some point um but you know like they couldn't like how could they do that to to um you know their no. first openly queer premier like i it just it's not possible like that they could have done that but had they done that he probably would be leader that's uh my estimation anyway and would have probably been able to lead a more successful campaign just given what's happening yeah uh but 
That's my favorite thing. I just, I just think it's so funny that he's like, oh, fuck you guys. I still got to make this campaign good enough to win. Oh, Shit. it's I, I feel really like there's like an emotional part of me that's like, oh, shit, guys, like. When I see the journalists are asking Kathleen Wynn if she's just going to quit now, it's like, guys. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. It kind of is. I, and again, it's like this is this is the moment that I have been waiting for for a long time, watching the liberals have their asses handed to them for sure. I just oh, yeah. wish that I could have watched, you know, Dal McGinty have his ass handed to him or Chris Bentley have his ass handed to him or John Malloy have his ass handed to him. Like, or fucking what's his what's his name? Glenn Murray have his ass handed to them. But these guys are all rats on a sinking ship. Right. And of course, it's someone like Kathleen Wynne that's stuck stuck holding the bag. Right. I mean, I feel that way. And then I see her constantly talking about how she's eliminated carding and reduced tuition fees, both of which are lies. And I'm like, fuck you. You deserve whatever you get. Yeah. I I (laughs) know. know? I know. Fuck you and your fucking party and your goddamn lies and the ways that you've like fucked over Ontarians for so long. No, fuck you. Yeah. I wish it was one of the dudes who got, got, you know, the fucking spear too. But, you know, she's not, she's not innocent in this at all. No. No, 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 for sure. I think part of the reason why I'm like kind of sensitive to this is because for political posts from people from home that I'm seeing, it's all like sexist and homophobic. And it's like, uh, oh, really? you know, okay. but yeah. no, no, she's mm-hmm. she's not no one like tricked her into holding the bag like she helped to fill that bag with shit. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. But you know what? Nakvi is not the only candidate um, that's avoiding references to the party. Uh, so, oh, oh yeah. yeah, so is Amanda Young Colucci, who's the candidate for Markham Unionville. And she's a counselor in Markham, so she might, like, have a chance. That's, that's the thing that's going to be very interesting to see is how many, like, what are the ridings where the liberals are untouchable? But, um, yeah, Colucci here, she also has a, a really big sign that kind of doesn't mention she's a liberal candidate. Wow. Yeah. And instead, like, has um, this really great little checklist. And the third point on her checklist is proven results. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, it's very comical. It really is. <laughs> that that, that uh, has come to be. One of the strategies of many of the, or, well, I can't say many just by hearing two, but some of the liberal candidates. Infinitely more than zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, also, I saw this advertisement on Twitter the other day that I just thought was so funny. It was about, like, so uh, Kathleen Wynn, oh, sorry, it was an advertisement. It was a tweet that Kathleen Wynn put out on Twitter that I thought was hilarious. And mm. it just fully exemplifies uh like liberalism okay. <laughs> together. She 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 puts out a tweet that says Doug Ford is trying to distract voters with a reckless pledge to put beer in corner stores. It's not safe and it's not sensible, unlike our balanced approach to adding beer and wine in grocery stores. <laughs> what the fuck? Who is doing your messaging? Because whoever that person is should be fired. You you think... Oh, yeah. So, okay, it's like such a liberal thing, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, we don't want the people who like alcohol to be mad at us. 
but we want to capture all the people who don't like alcohol. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to say Doug Ford on alcohol is bad, but we're also going to say that we are pro-alcohol by pointing the fact that we are not putting them in corner stores, but we are putting alcohol in grocery stores. And so this way we will grab everyone and we'll take a balanced approach, middle of the road, grocery stores, fuck corner stores, alcohol, safety, balance. We are the liberals. <laughs> just It's just so funny. Like, who thought that that was a good... And obviously, she, so she puts out that tweet and people are like, what the fuck? It's just so out of touch. Yeah. It, it does remind us, though, that the liberals are the party uh, that I think is closest right now to the, to the beer store. Right? That their grocery store plan, like, they picked and choosed which companies, which wine brands were going into which supermarkets. And so there is a whole, like, liberal connection to which store thing that they also have to protect. And Ford is like, fuck it. Like, grocery store lobby or the convenience store lobby, like, we'll just open the doors and we'll do that because it's going to be popular and get us elected. Um, and so I do, I do really like like the cronyism you can still see the liberal cronyism like even as the ship is going down they're like on the titanic playing the string quartet music of the fucking cronyism that keeps them <laughs> warm but dead <laughs> and then cold. oh yeah obviously it's all about capitalism <laughs> yeah well and they're friends right it's, it's but it's also about you know being the liberal middle of the road kind of idea which is just so ridiculous I just think that the way that the liberals, like, the, honestly, whoever's your communications person, you should probably get rid of them because they're just, they're just, like, throwing things wildly just to see if anything will stick and nothing is sticking. Yeah. No. Well, it can't. It's like they're totally fucked right now. And and actually, and that's that's a good way to end the show, I think, is to, to do a bit of a tour on what they are throwing at the NDP because the attacks on the NDP are, like, in my opinion, hilarious. hilarious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the the conservatives have put a website together of um of the end like the real ndp and have you seen this website no oh my god it's <laughs> me, so great let me go I'm, there right now as you give a little synopsis okay go ahead okay okay so they have a website of who is the real ndp it's literally called meet the real ndp they start, of course, with Laura Kaminker. And Laura uh, has been through the ringer this past week. Laura is, I think, really important for people to know, uh, was the president of the uh, librarian union, the CUPE local in Mississauga. And they had a, a major strike, and it was a big deal. And um, and so she uh, was quite involved with that. She's a workers' rights activist. And the conservatives are dragging her through the mud because of a tweet or a, a Facebook post that she made or a blog post about how she always has a peace button on her jacket. So what's the point of of the poppy? They were going really hard on her. Like, you know, people have gone to her website and, and really attacked her. Now it looks like it's dying down because they found other candidates to go to go after about. But um, that's that's number one is Laura Laura Kamaker and she's running running for Mississauga uh, Mississauga Center. My favorite attack on her is that she uh, is like opposed to Christmas. Oh so so but what what is the um why do they think she's against Christmas? Like what is the because she doesn't celebrate it? Like is it that simple? Well this is well this is the the literal quote on their website. Okay so. This is what they say, um, and this is after the poppy stuff. And also they say that she's, like, also a 9-11 
truther, um, even though the argument for why she's a 9-11 truther is that she says enough about September 11th. It's for the U.S., for the world. It's enough already. Um, oh, so she's a truther. Okay, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Continue. Well, I guess it's kind of the truth to some extent, but... <laughs> Um, no, here's the Christmas line. If there was a war on Christmas, I think I'd think about signing up. <laughs> Therefore, oh, my attack right wingers. <laughs> so this this website is hilarious. Um, you know, if there's any meme makers who listen to us, you should go to this website and try to make some memes because it's hilarious. Uh, but wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's worth taking a little tour through some of these some of these other um, posts because the, the the conservatives actually had a press conference to announce this. Right. They're going after Joel Harden because he, uh, it, as as this said, um, if it were up to Joel, Ontarians would no longer be allowed to heat their home with natural gas. <laughs> like, oh my God. Okay. He hasn't explained his plan to keep us warm though. It's like as if natural gas is the vast majority of Ontario's heat, which it's not actually the, the vast majority. You probably could get away with all nuclear, but anyway, that's a whole other issue. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They're going after Ramsey Hart, who's a longtime anti-mining campaigner. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, going after Dwayne Morgan for being a, a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. He publicly said that he believed that former President George Bush played a role in the terrorist attack, which is not actually the line of 9-11 troopers <laughs> like that you can you can understand that line a whole bunch of different ways but like 9-11 truthers literally think that the whole thing was like completely made up so let's mm-hmm. be clear on what a truther actually is they're going after jess bell who they are. It, for being a professional protester well congratulations jess bell <laughs> what who co-wrote a handbook on how to organize radical protests um i think they're talking about her work with tools for change which is a great organization to help people get some skills like damn what yep. this is so funny yeah 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 it's it's like if you read it in a certain way it actually sounds like their candidate profile <laughs> yeah, yeah like this is amara Passian. Her views aren't exactly the same as yours. She's opposed to increased trade with other countries. Okay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Just, this is so embarrassing. Well, also because in that one, the next line after in, in Amara's uh, little takedown is, we're not exactly sure how she thinks Ontarians should be employed, but it's definitely not in manufacturing. It's like, <laughs> except if we manufactured everything in Canada, we didn't have to increase trade because it could stay here. Or number two, you actually don't have a manufacturing plan either, so shut the fuck up. This is Rima Burns-McGowan. Rima has said some really, really offensive and anti-Semitic things in her past. Rima is Jewish. I, I don't know. What? This is so... It's outrageous. really bad. And, and the fact that they just... um And then they just stick Andrea Horvath at the end, like... She, and they and their big dig on her was that the NDP's platform had a $1.4 billion hole, which is, like, super embarrassing. You want to make sure that if you're going to put out a cost of platform, you've done the math. I personally think that you could probably get around with doing most of the costing, as the, oh, conservatives have done, because they haven't posted any of their finances yet. And the press conference where they announced this, obviously the journalists were like, okay, what's your plan? And then they got their... Um, their young minions to to clap and drown out the drown out the noise um, and shut the press conference down. Yep. Sounds about right. Like, let's talk about the Hitler thing because that. Okay, so the Toronto Sun is like, 
Oh my God, there's a Hitler supporting NDP candidate. Is it true? Let's look a little bit into this. Is there a Hitler supporting NDP candidate? Is that is that possible? It's possible, like in theory. Who's fucking theory? What? Anyway, continue. <laughs> One of the things that I've that I'm now watching very closely is how things go from uh, the the idea makers on the far right in Ontario or in Canada, and how they become things that people get mobilized behind. And so, what's happening to Teslim Riaz right now? who's the candidate for Scarborough Agent Court, is, I think, a good example of this. And so she has been accused of, and even this is suspect, but she's been accused of posting um, an image in 2013 of Hitler. And the picture is, is like, says, if you don't like a rule, just follow it, reach on the top, and change the rule. Which doesn't fucking make any sense. Like, grammatically. <laughs> like, in any sense of the word, right? It's like, if if you're trying to say that this is proof that Taslim, who we don't even know if she posted this, if she, if you're trying to make this proof that she supports Hitler, I, I, you, there is a chasm between this meme and support of his, Hitler that you have not mm-hmm. bridged. But she's a racialized candidate, a racialized woman candidate. And mm-hmm. so the attacks on her are, as you would expect, they're over the top. They're flooding her page on Facebook and they're trying to make this stick. Hmm. What is this? It's like nothing. It doesn't make any sense. It, the way that the, and that the um, conservatives have described it is that is an inspirational quote by Adolf Hitler. Inspirational quote. The conservatives have described it as an inspirational quote? That's literally what they've called it. This is an inspirational quote. If you don't like the rule, just follow it. Reach on the top and change the rule. That's not an inspirational quote, you fuck nut Doug Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Either way, like, this is one of the things that they're throwing and trying to stick. And it's like, this is, you know, a strange choice. Um unclear uh you know but i guess the sun will will report anything so there you go (laughs) yeah no and it's it's a good well there's a couple of lessons here the first lesson is like do not uh filter your candidates to anticipate these attacks anticipate these attacks and um, and stand behind your candidates and, and don't let them be dra- dragged into uh, what is actually totally bullshit. Like whether or not the stuff is fully made up or it's only a little made up, it will happen. It's part of the game and it will get worse as you get closer to power. So that's, I think, a really, really important lesson in all of this. Mm-hmm. Have their back. Yeah. Have their back, especially when these candidates, you know, so much of what they, they are... Um you know, on this website, so much of what they are are pointing to are their activist pasts, which is like that's the thing that is uh, right. so much more so much more desirable about these candidates um, than you know this this slew of candidates that we've seen mm. in the past. And so, if mm-hmm. people are going to be attacked on that basis, you know, stand behind yeah. them on that basis. You know, I like that Jess Bell has done all of this work to try to amplify 
the ability for communities for to fight for what they believe in. And we should all like that type of thing. Like, let's get behind her. Well, not just that, but Jess, if she's an MPP, like, she will be such a positive force at Queen's Park. Like, any Ontarian who's angry at the corruption and angry at the bullshit and angry at the two ruling parties, Jess is an example of someone who you absolutely want at Queen's Park. Mm -hmm. And she's not, she's by far not the only person among the candidates that Mm -hmm. are running in this election. Like, the the potential here is really great for Mm -hmm. some wonderful... A true, true activist. Now, of course, I have to, you know, be very honest with folks. Jess took my mat leave when I left my my job, so I know her. But it also means I know her work. I've worked with her, and it's the people that have that organizing background are gonna come with quote unquote baggage, and the the and and the the conservatives are gonna look like complete fools trying to poke holes in people's activism. But it's like, bring it. <laughs> But and you know what, like the fact that you know her and nurse is are saying these things isn't like, you know, like a. I don't feel like, you know, when you're saying, oh, you know, disclaimer, I know her like that's not a you know, the fact that you know her is it makes makes is what makes this exciting. You as an mm-hmm. activist who knows Jess Bell, I as an activist who know uh, uh, Jess Bell, I know Jess Bell, I know Dwayne Morgan, I know Joel Harden, I know Dolly Beckham, I know many of the people who are running. And I know mm-hmm. that, the, I know Andrea um, Velasquez. I just, like, it's just very interesting that this is, at this time, that there's so many uh, people who are rooted in community, rooted in activism who are running. It's a great thing. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. Maybe we should wrap it up now with what the predictions are. My prediction is just minority government. I think the conservatives are still are going to win, actually. So I'm going to go to you might be right. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm still like my prediction (laughs) remains uh, conservative minority uh, with an NDP. Yeah, with an NDP uh, official opposition. Yeah, that's that's where I'm, I'm at, too. With the necessary caveat that, you know, shitting the bed is a proud Ontario tradition. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, things have changed. We don't know what's going on. It's been a really weird election period. I'm sure uh, we have not seen the worst. The liberals are really great at, you know, they've got this machine digging up dirt and throwing shit. So, like, yeah. who knows? Maybe their communications person shouldn't be fired and we're just waiting to see what they come up with next, but... Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a long... Keep the free fall going, conservatives. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a long two weeks. We'll see how it goes.